0: Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash audio. Visit IXL.com slash audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Uh-huh. hey, Mimi. Oh. hey, Gigi. When you're driving around, just seeing the town. Sitting bored at home, feeling all alone. Fill up a glass, pick out a glass. We got the tea, we got the sauce. Get Queerified. Okay, yeah. yeah. Let's get Queerified.
1: Hey Mimi! Hi Gigi! Are you ready to get clarified? Yes. This episode is so special. I'm so excited to dive in. I, of course, am your host, Gigi Gorgeous. I'm a YouTuber, a model, an actress, and an author, a philanthropist,
2: former Miss Canada, former Miss Universe, former Miss International, <laughs> and first runner up of Miss Philippines.
1: You better work to all of that. And that was my best friend, Mimi, my longest friend ever. So on Queerified, you'll hear from special guests in the LGBTQIA community and, of course, some allies, too.
2: And we share everything, like what it was like growing up queer, the successes
1: and lessons of life, and how to celebrate queer joy. Every day. So today you'll hear from a very special guest, and I'm going to give it away to Mimi.
2: She is Cataluna Enriquez, our Miss Nevada. She will be going off to compete in Miss USA this November as the first trans contestant ever. We are so excited to talk to her, Miss Cataluna Enriquez. And we are here with our special guest, Cataluna Enriquez. I am so excited for this day.
1: (laughs) How are you feeling? I know our audience can't see you, but you look stunning, I'm sure, as always. How are you feeling today? Are you excited? Are you nervous? Because I know I am. (laughs) Why are you nervous? I am feeling great. I'm excited. I'm happy to be talking to you. Amazing. Okay, so let's just dive in. So I really, really want to know. So a couple weeks ago, you made viral news and... It was it was so exciting because you won the crown of Miss Nevada. Mm -hmm. And how does it feel being, you know, the first trans Miss USA contestant?
3: Uh, It feels amazing. But To be honest, I know the feeling of winning, but I don't know what it feels like (laughs) to actually be the first trans woman to be on the Miss USA stage. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean. So I don't know what it feels like to make history,
2: but you will this November when you hit that stage. Oh, you know she will. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm obsessed. We watched a clip of Mark. When was that? It was Miss USA literally saying we should incorporate more trans contestants.
2: That was Miss Universe, and that was literally yesterday. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> andrea metza i think is her name i, I yes. don't know if i'm pronouncing that correctly um i know her name obviously but <laughs> she was just saying i think the question that she was asked was probably something crazy like how what do you think about transgender people being in Miss universe like and she talked about how that transgender women are accepted in the miss universe pageant and she also brought you up
1: Yes, How she it, did.
2: <laughs> <laughs> How does that feel hearing our current reigning Miss Universe bring you up? It feels amazing. I am I was speechless. I was tagging my
3: director. I was like, oh, look, she mentioned us. Um, but I wish she said my name, but I'm not going to be all bitter uh-huh. <laughs> about it. But <laughs> she's, she didn't mention us, so... I'm happy. And I'm thankful.
1: That's so exciting. I feel like in pageants and in the world, if people are discriminatory against trans people, it's because they're intimidated, right? Like I know, and I think that trans people are the most beautiful people on earth. And a lot of the times I feel more woman than a lot of women in the room, because I chose to be a woman. I put the effort in. And a lot of the times these girls were just born that way. And I think that that's just fact. So I think that you have made your place. You've obviously made history and we're really excited to see you in November is it yes November so excited so how did you get started in pageants
3: I actually started um, competing in trans pageants there was a one called Queen Universe in Los Angeles and then I didn't do that well (laughs) Uh, But I kept going. (laughs) I kept going. I competed in other countries, um, Miss Trans Star, and then ended up going back to Los Angeles and competing and then won Queen USA. And then eventually went through um Miss International Queen, which is the biggest for the trans community, and then Super Serena for the Philippines. And I was a representative of USA. And then from then on, I was just like, I feel like this is not enough. This is not me. Every time I compete in, in the trans competition, it's not that I don't feel like I'm trans. Um, it's just, it doesn't feel connected. Like I feel like there's not, uh, my life isn't represented. And so I started entering um, cisgender pageants or the Miss USA system. And this is when I really was able to really use my voice and used everything that I know and my experiences in life. And this is why I'm thankful, too, because um, I finally was given that chance to just speak up and use my platform compared to trans pageants.
2: Every pageant does have their, what I guess, what you can say, what they're looking for and what they stand for. I mean, what do you think is the biggest differences between, let's say, Miss International Queen, which is, um, like you said, the biggest international transgender pageant, to... miss usa system and why did you choose the miss usa system
3: well the miss usa system one it's it's the only one that i'm eligible to be in Mm. um so i had no choice but i love it (laughs) i i love it because uh, the miss usa system or the miss universe continues expanding and evolving its definition of what it means to be a woman and what it means to be beautiful and then with miss international queen i think it's just always just celebrating being trans or being beautiful trans woman when for me it's like we're beyond that we're beyond just a body we're beyond just beauty and that's what i think miss usa is celebrating
1: did you receive any backlash competing in miss nevada i always think that like it's so catty in these you know i have this reference um to miscongeniality, Congeniality, you, mm-hmm. you know, putting like <laughs> shattered glass in people's like setting powder and breaking oh their heels. God. So they make a <laughs> fool of themselves. I don't know if I'm glamorizing or villainizing contestants, but I just always see it like that. So was there any backlash?
3: Not in Miss Nevada. Contestant wise, no, everyone was very supportive. Everyone was friendly. Um, everyone was loving. We were all celebrating like different kinds of beauty and what it means to be a woman. But I did compete in another state. And I'm not going to mention this date, but they of were very not. shady.
1: <laughs> so what happened? What was what was the situation?
3: So I always out myself when I register and when I'm sending out my application, I, I tell them I'm a proud trans woman. It's written on my application. And when they said, oh, I'd like to accept you as the contestant for this year. But then we read your profile. We did a history or background check on you. We realized that you're trans. Now we need more documents from you. And I was like, that's fine. I'll give you all the documents I need. Here's my legal documents, my court order, uh, my identification card, which is all female legally for a long time now. And they were like, no, we need a doctor's letter saying that you actually are a female.
1: Oh, my God. Like, when was this? Like, 10 years ago? This was probably two years ago. Oh, my God. And two
2: years ago, Miss Spain had already sent a transgender contestant to Miss Universe. So that's kind of crazy wow. that they would be asking those weird questions. You think they would, have, like, um, the the IMG organization who runs Miss Universe would send them, like, well, I'm sure they send them instru- like instructions and guidelines. Yeah, so this
3: was like a state, though. So this was a state level. So I'm I'm not sure if they were aware. I mean, the policy was changed since 2012 when Miss Canada and Jenna mm-hmm. Telakova changed the rule and made history. Well,
1: I can only imagine what state it is, but I have a few in mind. <laughs> and I'm so sorry that happened. I can relate with that a lot because... When I was um, initially transitioning and I wanted to change my identification from male to female, I got hit with the same stuff. And I'm from Canada, born and raised. So it wasn't like, oh, are you presenting female? Have you done so for so many years? Are you on hormones? It was like, let's see that you've gotten a psychiatric evaluation, a therapist letter, a SRS, like make sure that the doctor signed off so you have your vagina and all that stuff. And I could never wrap my head around it. Whereas now the systems have changed. That's why I asked you if it was 10 years ago, because it's been a long time in Canada since you've been able to just sign a paper and be like, I identify as female because not like boys aren't running around doing that for fun. You know what I mean? If you're filing that kind of paperwork, you mean it. Yeah.
3: And it's a life changing um, decision. Exactly. You know, there's so many, um, like, I I think people don't realize we as trans people know beforehand that it's going to be tough and we know the backlash that we're going to receive and how much it's going to change our life, how much discrimination we're going to get. Um, we already know that before transitioning because we experienced that growing up. And then people think that, Oh, it's, it's not, uh, it's, it's a choice. But it's like, no, we chose to do this because it's important for us and because it's our truth um, regardless if um, we're going to be discriminated or Whatever. But that's the reality of of what we experience.
1: Absolutely. Everyone has a different path, but it is, like you said, always going to be difficult, just like any kind of transitional phase. And I applaud you for that. I mean, you are definitely going to be saving tons of lives, which is one of the many reasons we respect you, you and admire you. And I just love how loud and proud you live. And I, I totally admire that.
3: Thank you so much.
1: Have you
2: received those messages yet? I know it's only been, I guess, a few weeks now since you were crowned. But have you already started receiving those messages? Um, people, uh, being... Of people being inspired by you? Like, oh my yeah. gosh, you saved my life. How yeah. does that feel? Because when I, see, when I saw Gigi first get those messages, like when we were, I don't know, like 16 or something crazy, it like blew me away. Like it was such a shock to um, see that coming in. How does that make you feel being now a role model for so many people?
3: It feels amazing. I wouldn't, I I don't want to say I'm a role model because I honestly just try to be me and just try to live my life as much as possible and do the right things that I believe is right. But it feels amazing. I'm very thankful. It definitely gives me a push um, to do better and to represent us more.
1: I always kind of shied away from that term as well, role model. But now I lean into it because if anyone is going to, You know, call you that or refer to you like you are my role model or you're the one I look up to. That is such a gift. And like you said, you're just living your life, you're just doing you. But that's what makes people role models because everyone else is just trying to do them, everyone else is just trying to live. In their life and if you can do that and be a role model you better work it out girl yeah you better realize that because you definitely are like you are going to be the reason that there are lives on this earth and people aren't taking them anymore it's such a
3: huge responsibility girl. like how do you handle that
1: i mean personally just like you said i just live life because is my life and I share what I want I am my identity I am loud and proud just like you are and it just it takes time I mean you you tend to get more comfortable with time and I think I think you will and you're just already so beautiful which a lot of people obviously in Miss USA admire so you're already you're already winning girl Thank you. Thank and also, you're
2: welcome. Winning, all you need to do to win is just to be there. Like you being there on that stage is such a win—not just for you, but for us. It's a win for me as like a Filipino person, as a queer person. Seeing you up there is such a win for us and for so many other people.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I heard that too, but
2: but girl, we need to win.
3: <laughs> we need to win. Yeah, absolutely. There's
2: no choice. Let's talk about, speaking of winning, let's talk about Miss Nevada. I think I read somewhere that you designed and created your gown, the rainbow gown.
3: Yes. So all my garments and wardrobe during the competition is something I designed and made myself. It could be the same way for Miss USA, but thank you. Thank you. I've been designing since um, at a young age, but uh, I might be designing most of my wardrobe for Miss USA, but uh, it's going to be a little bit of a time Uh, uh, restrictions so uh, we'll see but I do have some people who's helping me I want to use a lot of people of color and within our community uh, designer wise and help us um, I want to represent them as well in that stage so
2: Mm -hmm. serious question we just had pride month and one of the hardest things to do in life is to make a rainbow fashionable
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's cheap. That is so it's true. It's so true.
2: How did you do that? I saw it. I was—is like is this a rainbow dress? Like this looks good. It was a
3: rainbow dress. Honestly, I was doing that for a a shoot for Pride. Just you know, it's honoring Pride for content stuff. And then I realized this is actually cute. And I actually might it couldn't work. And then I just kind of redid it a bit and edited more stones, added rhinestones, and just called it a day. But actually. That gown, I I think I made two weeks before the actual competition. And I was wow. literally going <laughs> to the last minute until I, can, um, till I had oh to wear Oh my God, it. you
1: better let these girls have it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Damn. When did you start making gowns and wearing them in competition? Was it always that way?
3: Since I started competing, so I couldn't afford wow. clothes and I couldn't fo- afford gowns. I couldn't find something that fit my body too. Mm. So I just started making my own. It wasn't the best at first, but eventually I learned and I've grown. Um, then I turned it into a business.
1: If you want something done right, do it yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. So, what was your, we talked about the cattiness behind the scenes and my fantasy of miscongeniality with Sandra Bullock, <laughs> <laughs> but what was your first like early, early on, like whether it be your first win or your first success, what was your first moment? That's like, this is my passion. This is what I want to do.
3: Oh, good question. You're like,
1: there are so many. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, every, every, When I started competing, I think the trans pageants were not as big. And so at that time it was kind of just like, okay, register and then find a country that you want. And for me, I never represented our, our country. And then one time, I just posted on Facebook somewhere that um, I wish that one day I can represent our country. And then eventually, it happened in this international queen and super Serena. And then from then on, I really just pushed forward and uh, really claimed the title and started representing us. Wow, when
1: was that? What year would you say?
3: I would say 2017.
1: Oh wow! So young, not that long ago. Oh my goodness, that has been a fast trajectory for you. Yeah. (laughs) Congrats again. (laughs) Honestly, thank you, major. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt.
2: You talked about all the work you've put in to winning these titles. You know, I don't think our audience even knows what beauty pageants are. You know, there's a lot of misconception about what they are. People believe that they're archaic and misogynistic. What would you say to those people?
3: At first, when I started watching pageantry, I used to be one of the people who just thought that it was just about objectifying woman. But... I've learned to look at uh, beyond that. There was this one contestant from the Philippines, um, Miss Philippines Universe, and she was training in rice fields and there was a time that she didn't have food and her family was just starving. And that story resonated with me. And I've learned to look beyond just a pretty face and learn that a woman can be beautiful and still be successful and can still thrive and still be a leader in our country or in, a, in society. And that really inspired me and I really love the message of Miss Universe and Miss USA because it's showing what it means to be a woman and how you can still be beautiful and still be a leader, an activist, uh, influencer, uh, and many, many things and still be the person that you want to be and be you.
2: I agree. They are showcasing so many different kinds of women now especially in the latest years i love miss universe i'm a big pageant person i mean we watched the latest miss universe it was amazing i just want to say to everybody listening from the very beginning i knew miss mexico was gonna win so
1: (laughs) (laughs) we're not gonna go there (laughs) he really did we were watching it together and the crowd just went wild and i was like wow she's gorgeous but i'm the kind of person that whenever i see a beauty i'm like she's winning And then Mm -hmm. three later, I'm like, oh, she's going to win for sure. (laughs) He said Mexico and it happened. Mm
2: -hmm. I had my
1: score sheet
2: and I knew that she was coming in hot and she was going to win.
1: Hopefully you can say the same
3: way for Miss USA.
1: (laughs) Oh, Oh, absolutely. We'll be watching. Everyone, our audience will be watching. I have one question, though. Speaking on that time mark, you just brought up something that we've talked about actually in previous episodes. How do you feel about walking and steps? So... We said when you look down, when you're walking past a step, you're just immediately walking down a step. Stairs, yes. When you're walking down stairs <laughs> and your eyes look down, it's points deducted. How do you feel?
3: <laughs> I try not to look down, but then I also don't want to be the girl who's end up in a meme and like a trending oh. video that she just <laughs> fell and roll over and act like she just died. But there's a trick to it. Just walk sideways. <gasps> oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my go god down, that's a face straight down um go like 160 180 i can't do math right
2: sideways oh my god <laughs> oh my god that's i love that i'm thinking back to like um miss grand international samantha bernardo mm-hmm. her walking down those stairs i think she did go down sideways oh my god that's so funny
1: <laughs> i'm obsessed wow wow we just debunked that yeah, right debug. away. Myth debug. Wow, well, I'm glad I asked.
3: <laughs> so next time you go downstairs, just always walk sideways. It's I mean, it's,
1: it is really so hard. I try like on like the runway or whenever there's steps or anything like that. I try to make it look like it's a little blink, but it's a look down. <laughs> it's a look down. Because <laughs> you don't like want to <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Like look at the eyeshadow, look at the glitter. But
2: no. <laughs> another thing we've talked a lot about in this podcast is how transgender people have been in the spotlight lately it's kind of been a little bit normalized now what was your coming out journey like
3: I never really came out to my really? family no I was just like it was a slow transition for me I, I started transitioning in high school socially so freshman year I was more androgynous and then sophomore year, a little more androgynous. And then by senior year, I was very feminine already. And so it was tough though. I had to argue many times with my dad. There was one point that I was just very suicidal because I was just not getting any support and no, um, just no love from anyone around me. And I was being bullied in school, but I still didn't care. And I still being me was making me really happy. And I wanted to just continue being happy. But yeah, I remember just there was times where I would go to school early in the morning change clothes and then go home and change back to um, before we go home or change back to like baggy sweats and just a hoodie.
1: Oh, my God. I love that. I feel like that is like such a testament to being your true self, even though everyone's giving you such a hard time. And I know that high school is so hard and kids can be so cruel. But if you make it cool and you like, you know, get into it or get lost, Even if your parents aren't into it, you just change clothes. Like you said, I've done the same thing many times in high school. People will come around and it's just about sticking with it. And I feel like then people see that it's not a phase or anything like that. You just truly, you mean it. And people see you for what you really are. Yeah. You're so
2: strong. I just, I mean, I'm sure you've heard this so many times and I hope that, you know, you're on the other side of that darkness and just to get on the other side of that darkness gives you so much strength that you take with you. And that's amazing. And I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. Is your family supportive now?
3: Very supportive. Very, very supportive. Uh, Yeah, they're very supportive. And I have a lot lot of people who's just very supportive now in my circle. I think that's part of growing up, just knowing and kind of changing who should be in part of your life and just changing your circle, if that makes sense? I think it's very it does. positive thing.
1: Absolutely, I I hundred percent agree with you. I think just like I God, there's like a saying. I'm totally gonna mess it up, but it's like revenge is the best success. <laughs> kind of thing. I don't know if that's where she was going, but. Is that yeah. it? No, okay. no, no I, wasn't I going that way. No, I, I have, a, I have a point. <laughs> I have a point. No, I feel like truly, like the people that like doubt you, whether it be your friends, your peers, or even your family that love you, it's like you can say like, I'm trans, I'm gay. I want to go down this career path. But it's like, if they doubt you, success is the best revenge to Mm -hmm. prove them wrong. You know, I'm not saying it in a negative way. It's just like, I've seen it tons of times with my friends. It's like my trans friends, especially it's like their family isn't the most supportive, but once they see that they're okay in the world, they can handle themselves. They're getting some kind of success. They're happy and they're, you know, falling in love and all the great things that life has to offer. It's like, oh, it's not that scary, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. So it just takes time, you know, like, even if it it, it it can even be a little success, you know, you getting the job, you being in a workplace, you being called the right pronouns, they see that it's not that scary. So to everyone out there going through a hard time, just literally stick with it. And, um, you know, prove, prove everyone that's not in your in your corner wrong. Because you can
3: absolutely, I agree to that
1: 100%. What advice would you give give yourself growing up
3: to so just love myself? Love everything about you, your flaws or your imperfections, your slower days or long days. Every single moment of your life is meant to help you become a stronger person. So for me, being a victim of or a survivor of physical and sexual abuse and then being a trans woman and woman of color. And everything that I've experienced in life has ultimately brought me here talking to you and representing our country and our, um, not country, but maybe country one day, but -hmm. uh, Miss Nevada and uh, Miss USA. So just representing our community.
1: I love that. I love that. Okay. So Nevada, I was just there this past weekend and just to take a turn, what is your biggest beauty tip to surviving the heat? Because when I was there, it was 115. (laughs)
3: <laughs> you don't go outside you as soon as you step out you go inside somewhere go to a casino and just chill
1: right follow the ac amazing yes. that's my beauty tip as well i just wanted to make sure you're doing you're not doing anything i'm not doing
3: no no no, no. that's it you just find the ac find the air
1: be an airbender and if and if there's no ac leave yes
2: as A beauty queen, you live in a world that's based on, you know, major ideals of beauty. How do you deal with dysphoria if you you still do?
3: It's a great question. You know, I find something that I really love in me. And uh, let's say for me, I, I love my lips. I love my eyes and really focus on that, enhance that. And then just kind of reminding yourself that you are born different and there's no comparison. You can't compare a fish to a pig. (laughs) you know (laughs) what I mean yeah yeah totally Um, you're born born different for a reason embrace it um and especially not in the beauty industry I feel like we're really really embracing different kinds of beauty where before it was like masculine features were just kind of like oh no but now it's like no we love this this is vogue this is fashion this is this is everything
1: totally yeah take power in your uniqueness i think that that is so important because if you're looking at your nose or your your shoulders or your feet or your hands whatever us trans girls get you know triggered by stereotypically it's like well that I- actually could make you really fierce. Like, honestly, yeah. you know, sometimes you got to take that power back from society and be like, I am gorgeous. Like my hands might be traditionally larger, but it's like, you know, they're gorgeous hands. As silly as that, as that may sound, dysphoria can be triggered from something so little, you know?
3: And the beauty standards is just changing regardless of where you go. And it's always changing in time. In other countries or the other side of the world, it's like tinier you are, uh, is more... Prettier within the Western culture, tanner, more voluptuous. So regardless of where you are, there's always duty um, in you.
1: Absolutely. The best accessory is a smile. Yes. (laughs) I mean, it's so true, though. I feel like just like clothes go in and out of fashion, so do so do features on the body. Like this fat ass, fat butt culture and hip, it'll pass. You know, just like the thin eyebrows did, and I'm sure Mm -hmm. those will come back as well.
2: Cataluna, um, we thought it'd be fun to play a game with you. Let us know if you're down. Let's do it. So, this game is, we're going to be answering pageant questions. So... Come oh
1: on. <laughs> it's, ser- it's not serious.
2: <laughs> it's like, let's not get crazy. Um, this is you know just our questions Gigi has questions i have questions we didn't see each other's questions so you know we can be surprised as well Does it has to be actual Q&A? I mean however you want to be like.
1: yeah so like i feel like mine mine i didn't go too savage we both haven't seen each other's questions but these are just genuinely things i want to know from you but let's do it in gotcha. like a pageant format i feel like that yeah. would be very fun
2: okay Perhaps. so wait let's make this more fun cataluna can be miss usa Gigi okay. will be Miss Canada, and I'll be Miss Philippines. Yes,
1: I love, it. <laughs> love Okay, it. okay, okay. So I'm gonna go first. So we're gonna be asking questions to each other.
2: Yes, yes. Okay,
1: I'll go first.
2: Okay, you go first. I'm so scared for your questions. Go ahead.
1: It's really not that bad. I'm scared <laughs> for yours. <laughs> who's smart. answering first? So we we ask and we pointed at both people.
2: Yes, we pointed at both people. So me and Gigi, well, let's answer first. Me and DJ will answer first. And then Miss USA, if you could please put your headphones on so you don't hear
1: (laughs) (laughs) our answers. (laughs) Oh, my God, I'm dying. (laughs) She put headphones up, really? Okay. All right. So, Mark. You're Miss Philippines, Mark? No, Miss Philippines. Yes, Miss Philippines. Miss Philippines, I have a question for you. Oh my god! Do they say that? Oh my god! No, that was
2: just me. They would never. Oh, okay,
1: okay. Miss Philippines, what are three words that best describe you, and why? Three words that describe me
2: would be passionate, loyal, and trustworthy.
1: Oh, you think? I... <laughs> you get asked both. Oh, questions. sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Those so three now... words were so bad. Now, now um,
2: it's the why. But... <laughs> I think that those three words describe me. Wait, what words did I use? Passionate, loyal.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry, but your 30
3: seconds has run
1: out. Oh, your 30 seconds is up. Okay, Catalina. Oh my God. Okay, go, go,
2: go.
1: Miss USA, what are three words that best describe you and why? I am compassionate. I am fierce and I am
3: absolutely authentic. Everything about me, everything that you see is all my experiences in life. And I show that because I am a proud trans woman of color, a woman who is a survivor and a woman who rose from hardship.
1: Wow. (laughs) I think she was listening
2: to
3: my
1: answer. (laughs) Miss USA. We're going to round of applause for Miss USA.
3: You know, when they um, when we did Miss Nevada. They wanted us to. Um, we all had the same questions, and we all had to put on headphones. And in the back, they were like, "Okay, everyone, rush back backstage, um, so we can put our headphones." I was really walking so slow, so I can kind of hear the question. Oh my god, I love I mean, it! I didn't even get to you, and I was kind of like, "Oh, okay, I can't, I can hear anything already." So I was trying to hear anything,
1: but no. See, see really that, good at it. That is the miscongeniality tea that I need. That is exactly what I'm talking about. The sneakiness of it all.
2: Okay. My question, Miss Canada. Oh, my God. (laughs) Your question is, what is the essence of being a woman?
1: First of all, I have to say thank you so much for that question. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The essence of being a woman is the way you smell. (laughs) (laughs) wait we're so bad oh my god i feel okay 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 wait Can you there's so much
2: pressure there's so much pressure see everybody listening now you know how hard it is let me ask it again
1: okay 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 (laughs) i still don't know if i'm gonna get it but okay
2: miss canada what is the essence of being a woman
1: thank you so much for that question (laughs) the essence of being a woman is truly being authentic being yourself and being a courageous leader, because that's what this world needs. Thank you so much, XGG Gorgeous. Yes. <laughs> Dismissing you. <laughs> wait, that was that was almost good. You should add more
2: detail. I mean, essence. Okay, hard, hard work. <laughs> it's it's so hard. I'm so nervous right now, and we're on a podcast.
1: <laughs> you know what, Cataluna Cataluna goes next for my next one. Wait, wait, she has to answer my question, right?
2: Miss USA, your question is, what is the essence of being a woman? The
3: essence of a woman by history has always been to give life to another. Yet I believe that women are more than that. Women are capable of giving more than just another life. Women are leaders, compassionate people, givers, lovers... An activist, a woman is for me a superhero in today's society.
0: Oh, oh I could <laughs> shed a tear. That was really good. Not the hi- his, <laughs> not the
1: history, not oh, the history. that's the truth, though. Dude. Oh my God, it really is. That was a great little spin on the question. Wow, that was a good one. Shove it in their
2: throat. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
3: okay, I need to get. I need to ask
2: you guys question. Yeah. Okay, 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 your turn. Your turn. Go. Okay,
3: I don't have any questions in my head, but um. Who goes first?
2: Your choice.
3: Okay, Miss Philippines. Mm-hmm. If you can change one thing about yourself, what would it be and why?
2: I've asked this question to myself many times. And in different times of my life, I've had different answers. But as I stand here <gasps> in front of you oh now, this is good. I, tra- <laughs> I would change nothing.
1: Oh my God. Shut up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Loving yourself. It's a change I've had to make within myself, and now that I do, I feel I don't need any more changes. Thank you.
1: Oh, I really love that. I could kill you. That was amazing, Mark. I we, we could work for that. That, that we was amazing. That. <laughs> All right, Miss Canada. If yes.
3: you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be, and why?
1: You know, I've had to ask myself this question <laughs> over the years many times. And- <laughs> In my previous gender as male, in my different sexual orientations, it has changed over the years.
0: (laughs) I'm going to kill you. (laughs) But
1: one thing remains, I'm a work in progress and I recognize that. And I think it's very important to look inward, not only in the mirror, but within your brain. Thank you. (laughs) I love that
3: too. That was really good. That was also good.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, I stole half of it from you because I couldn't. Oh my God. I thought she was going to ask me a different question. So I was like, don't even workshop your answer right now. You won't need it. Okay. One, one last one. One last
2: one from Gigi. Okay. And let's all answer it.
1: Okay. Miss USA. You've accomplished so much in your career already. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? In the next 10 years, I'd love to
3: continue advocating for transgender and advocating for LGBT youth, providing resources and support for many of our communities, especially trans, women of color or people of color and minorities. I see myself um, establishing my career in fashion, hopefully being Met Gala, laughing at people who bullied me at one day.
1: Oh, (laughs) that That is so cute. You totally will be also. Met Gala. (laughs) Yeah, they need you one day someday um, you've answered
2: every question perfectly so i'm so excited to see you at miss usa mm-hmm. oh wait we have
1: to answer the questions no Jeez. no no. you do you no, you do <laughs> so i okay. think i think we gave you too much time so i'm going to give you my other one okay miss philippines mm-hmm. is technology hurting or helping our communication skills and why Thank you
2: for your question. I think that technology is hurting our communication skills because as we spend more time on technology, we spend less time with each other. And to communicate properly and to practice our skills in this world, we need to be (laughs) face-to-face. I don't know what to say. (laughs) I believe in world peace. And
1: I believe in world peace and education. Thank you. (laughs) Yes
0: Wait, it's so hard
1: So let me get this straight You went home, took a shower But you got a perm (laughs) Oh my god, that was so much fun My face is so red from laughing (laughs) Uh, Okay That was everything
2: Cataluna, will you stay with us and answer questions from our listeners?
3: Absolutely
2: Thank you so much And we'll be right back with Cataluna Enriquez, Miss Nevada To answer your queries
1: Okay, and we are back with our queen, Cataluna. We are going to answer your questions, which you guys have left on our hotline, which you can call at 1-844-QUERIES, which is 1-844-Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. Let's get into it. Are you ready, Cataluna? Yes.
2: Okay, let's hear our first query.
1: Hi, I'm Kayla from Florida, and I wanted to ask Gigi... What was
2: your parents' initial response to you coming out? And did you come out as gay before you came out as trans?
1: Thank you. Thank you, honey. Uh, yes, I came out as gay before I was trans, which I think is pretty much the norm from when I came out, the timeline. Uh, when I was 15, I came out. And when I was 19, I came out as trans. And unfortunately, I couldn't tell my mother because she was taken from us way too soon. So I told my dad, I told my friends and my family, and the response was I'm going to say 90% accepting. I was already very out there, very flamboyant with my makeup, my personality. Um, the way I lived my life was pretty much as female. So a lot of the time people were like, do you want to be a girl before? And I would say, no, no, no. This is just me. I'm just going to be fabulous. And then it clicked for me when I met my first trans girl. And I was like, I can do this. This is like my, this is my destiny. This is my calling. And everything changed that night. And actually that girl was Amanda Lepore, who was a legend. And yeah, I just thought, you know what, I'm going to tell people. And they were like, wait, so you've been lying all this time? (laughs) Not the case. So yeah, it was pretty good. I just stuck with it. Like we've talked about on this podcast, you really just have to let people know this is not a phase. This is who I am. And you will respect me. So yeah, thank you for your question.
2: Kat, was it? um, I think we talked about it a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But were your parents super supportive at first? They
1: were not
3: supportive. My dad, especially. I, I had to argue my way with my dad, but now he's very supportive. I think with transitioning. Uh, you need to transition yourself,
1: but you also need to allow people to transition as well
3: in that journey of acceptance and educating themselves too.
1: Absolutely. It's not just a transition for you. It's a transition for everyone. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Okay. Thank you, Kayla, for your question.
2: Our next question.
1: Hey, Gigi. Hey, Mimi. This is Anthony from Cancun, Mexico.
2: So this question is for Gigi. Uh, you know, nowadays, everybody gets canceled over everything. So did you ever felt like you were going to get canceled over something that you did or say? That's my question. I love you guys. Bye.
1: I love you, Anthony. Thank you for that question. Um, definitely. I've actually been canceled, quote unquote, several times. <laughs> um Yeah, I feel like now living in this society, it's so hard to do or say anything with just freely because you're always thinking, what is everyone else going to think? Everyone is hyper aware. Everyone is hypersensitive. But just as long as you know, honestly, that you're a good person and if you can learn from those mistakes that people call you out on, maybe you didn't know, maybe you didn't mean it in a hurtful way like people perceive because a lot of the times it's just a headline or it's just, you know... a just a sentence there's no context or weight to it so if you can really just learn from it apologize and move on show you're a great person I think that that just shows growth and and respect how about you guys what about the cancellation culture I mean I
2: hate cancel culture I think that and this is a hard line this is me I'm I'm not speaking for anybody else Personally, I just think it's crazy to hold someone accountable for something that has nothing to do with you. I think it's crazy and egotistical. I understand that people need to be held accountable, but it's not your job or my job, especially if the cancellation or the drama is between different parties. That's just my tea on it. Like It's so egotistical. It has nothing to do with you. Let that person apologize to this person. And if you really want to cancel somebody ignore them like don't give them any air take them out of your life ignore them don't think about them you know don't try to deplatform somebody and ruin their livelihood just move on with your life and stay in your positive light cataluna what do you think
3: i agree i don't believe in cancel culture i think people do make mistakes but mistakes are also important for people to learn and with cancel culture i don't think that we're allowing people to learn or allowing them to kind of understand what they're um, doing I think there's a good way for us to just kind of present that this is an issue um, and have them learn, but I don't believe in cancel culture.
1: Yeah, me neither. I mean, I, I not cancel culture necessarily, but there are things that I feel are extremely hard to come back from. We Mm -hmm. all know what those things are. I don't need to Mm -hmm. list them, but, I don't think it's a reason to be canceled. I think it's a reason for the person to take serious action on themselves. You know, you have to have therapy. There are so many other options, but I don't believe in this person is canceled. Let's hate them. Let's let's add fuel to the fire. I think it's like, let that person handle that. If that makes any sense. But yeah. I also think
2: it's just cruel and unjust punishment, which, even like in the court of law, is a law. Like, you can't send someone to death for doing something so little. You know, maybe someone says something homophobic. Does that mean they deserve to have their lives completely ruined? Or do they need to be ignored and just like, you go over there, you weirdo freak? Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go <laughs> stay over here. Right? Definitely. Yeah. 100%. Anyways. I digress. Um, (laughs) Our last question, and thank you, Catalina, for staying with us for this time. Of course, of course. Here we go.
3: Hi, Gigi. Hi, Mimi. Um, Gigi, I followed you on Instagram and YouTube for quite a few years now. Um, My name is Luke, and I'm from Pensacola, Florida, but I now live in Austin, Texas. And I'm wondering, whenever you were... I guess
2: before you came out as trans, when you were living in Toronto, where did you get, like, your confidence to cross-dress and present more feminine? And then whenever you did transition, where did you get your confidence to go out, you know, as a woman in public? Like, where did that confidence come from? And did you have any fears or anxieties about any of that? And how were you able to overcome that? And just be able to go out in public looking like who you wanted to be and who you are now. And what advice would you have for others struggling with that? Okay, so I think the question was, thank you for your question. But the question was, how did you find confidence to start wearing female clothing and present as female? Because we we did that very young, Gigi. And I. Yes. I'll answer this first, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. When we were very young, we started to present, I guess, as female. I don't know, in high school. And thinking back now... I probably had more confidence back then than I do now. It, was, it never crossed my mm-hmm. mind. It was never an issue for me to dress as female or e- even be gendered as female. I mean, I even remember us going out to the clubs and we would go to the girls' bathroom because that's where we would go.
1: Yes. Like with our
2: girls, you know, and it was, that was not an issue for us. That was not an issue with our girls. So for me, I never thought about it. I f- probably would think about it twice now, you know? Yeah. How did you feel? How did you find that confidence?
1: You know, I feel like I just never saw an issue with it. Like you said, I really just genuinely thought these are the clothes I want to wear. This is what's making me feel good. So this is just what it is. And I never claimed to be anything that I wasn't. I was very open. I was very honest. But going out and not those clothes and not wearing makeup would have been far more uncomfortable for me. So I think you just have to reach that point. And I think a lot of the confidence I got is, is genetic. I know that sounds weird, but from my mom, she was always very outgoing, very outspoken and fun in the life of the party. And I just felt like... That's just always how I've been. So maybe it's from her. But another aspect is I think that you need some cheerleaders in your corner. You know, you you need to have people who fight for you. You need to have people that see you for who you are. If you are misgendered, if you are made fun of or bullied. People to have your back. Not necessarily all the time, but it's nice to... It's nice to have that best friend or girlfriend, whatever, to go home to and vent or in the moment stick up for you. And I think that that is really important. And I think that because Mark and I had each other, ultimately, we were able to live so loud and proud because we were like, well, there's someone else doing it. You know, if you take That's on one true. of us, you have to take on <laughs> both of us. Yeah. How about you, Catalina?
3: I think with confidence, I myself struggled with it, but I think learning to know who you are and celebrate everything about you Um, And then learning also to kind of change perspective. So if someone calls you skinny, I'm not skinny. I am slim. If someone call you fat, I'm not fat. I'm full and voluptuous and beautiful. So just kind of learning to um, have your own perspective on things and really knowing who you are, I think helps your confidence.
1: I love that. A perspective is key for sure. And a lot of the time, if people are bullying you, as we know, they're quite miserable people and you know they just have their misery loves company so they want you to be miserable just like them especially if you're living out loud and proud and different people are like that's not okay because that's my insecurity like in yeah. high school I know a lot of the time it's like we used to be called names but it was it usually was from people who had you know sexual preferences which were not out and mm-hmm. they were taking it out on us <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and usually that's how it is why are yeah. you going to make fun of me because I'm gay or trans do you have some kind of tendencies Going on that you need to develop, maybe Yeah, like
2: why am I in your mind?
1: <laughs> exactly. Living why rent am I free. A threat? <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Anyways, Cataluna Enriquez, Miss Nevada, thank you so much for joining us on Queerified.
3: Thank you for having me. It's been an honor to be talking to you both. I enjoyed this. I love this so much. This
1: was so much fun. And I know our audience is going to love and thrive. Let people know where you can find where they can find you rather and what projects you're working on right now.
3: Yes, I'm working with multiple nonprofit organizations throughout um, the state. I'm hoping to connect with Oklahoma since Miss USA is going to be in Oklahoma this November. But you can find me on my Instagram, M-S-K-A-T-A-L-U-N-A. That's Miss Cataluna. And you can always just message me if you need to talk or ask questions.
1: Amazing. Amazing. Well, that's how I reached out to you. So it works, people. (laughs) (laughs) Slide in her DMs. Thank you so much for coming on. We love you. Huge fans and looking forward to seeing the rest of your career progress.
3: Thank you. I'm looking forward to yours as well.
1: Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) See you you. online and hopefully (laughs) one day
2: in person. Yes, yes, yes. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Thanks to our special guest, Cataluna Enriquez, and thank you so much for listening. You can follow Gigi at Gigi Gorgeous and me at Mark Maverick.
1: As always, Queerified is a presentation of Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. Please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes. Available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. Love you guys so
0: much. And you've just been
1: queerified.
0: Bye.